What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iyer. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about the NFL and fantasy football at large for SportingNews.com, so come over to the site, all kinds of fantasy football stuff for you uh, from our Sporting News Fantasy team and reality breakdowns of everything that's going on from the Le'Veon Bell holdout and the situation in Miami with uh, Jay Cutler and the Dolphins. Last couple shows, we've uh, broken down some news with the Anquan Bolden uh, joining the Bills. We've uh, looked at that entire team. And same thing with the Cutler joining the Dolphins. We've kind of broke down all those teams' fantasy football fallout from those moves and uh, seeing how you should look at the players that are new and old on those teams. And now we're going to switch gears back to a particular set of players and Last week, we focused on the rookie running backs just because there's so many of them and we're trying to sort out their values. The same thing goes, I think, for these veteran wide receivers who have switched teams here this uh, offseason. There's been a lot of them. It was the number one position overall. And we had a couple surprise moves there as well with a trade and a a release and things that developed along the way. So a lot of familiar names in fantasy football at wide receiver, but changing places. And this is kind of a roundup of uh, how they kind of stand here in the middle of camp is the first preseason game start. And uh, some of these values will change. Some of them won't change at all, but uh, you got to start here at the top. The biggest acquisition by far by any team at this position was Brandon Cooks by the Patriots. And he's had a great camp so far. He's really climbing up the board. So he got lost a little bit in New Orleans because of Michael Thomas and Willie Sneed. Coincidentally, Michael Thomas is ranked ahead at number seven. We're using the Fancy Pros Expert Consensus Rankings. It's good to see that, to see what everyone's thinking, to get the pulse of that. But Thomas is running at number seven at the the position, a solid wide receiver one while Brand Cooks is right on the cusp of wide receiver one and two he's right behind DeAndre Hopkins at number 13 I think that might be low because you look at some guys ahead T.Y. Hilton there's a spread of the field factor there as well Amari Cooper's got Michael Crabtree Doug Baldwin has got Jimmy Graham and DeAndre Hopkins has a shaker quarterback situation we know Cooks doesn't have one with uh, Brady so I think this is a guy that's going to slowly climb up boards. I think he could really challenge Thomas, ironically, for that seventh spot. I mean, Des Bryant, very touchdown dependent as a number nine. I think Cooks, 
even with Julian Edelman and Gronk there, and keep in mind that Gronk, we can't always trust to stay healthy, Tom Brady's going to get his new toy, the ball, his, his big field stretcher. With Gronk and Edelman, it's only going to help Cooks get open. So he's clearly the best of the newcomers, and I think he's better than what he's ranked right now, potentially at the end of the preseason. The next big name, really the biggest name in free agency, this pure signing, was Alshon Jeffrey. And Jeffrey's had a pretty good camp. He's been a little bit banged up for the Eagles, but there's no question Torrey Smith is a number two. Torrey Smith is a one-trick speedster. We'll get into him more because he's another uh, guy that moved over. But Jeffrey is in a great spot here. We know that Carson Wentz really struggled without a go-to guy outside. He's been uh, relying on the pass on Jordan Matthews and Nelson Aguilar and Zach Ertz. Really, has been the number one reliable target for Wentz. But Jeffrey takes over here easily. And he's going now at 17. He's actually in a split tier after Allen Robinson. But you look at some guys ahead between him and Cooks. You have Demaryius Thomas, Amy Watkins, Allen Robinson. Just keep in mind that Jeffrey's going to be highly targeted. Watkins is a guy you can't really trust all the time to stay healthy. Demaryius Thomas has Emmanuel Sanders and Allen Robinson. Has both Allen Hearns and Marquise Lee in the mix here to uh, take some attention, but Jeffrey's going to be a high volume number one. He has enough there with Ertz and Smith where he's going to have some decent coverage looks, and you know Wentz as a younger quarterback is going to lock in, so I agree with this upside ranking for Jeffrey. I think, again, he could be bumped up a little bit more up the boards as we're watching this, but uh, so far it's been good, even with uh, some more of the injury issues. I think that's what maybe you curb your enthusiasm a little bit, but if he's healthy and out there, I think he can have a big year with Wentz in Philadelphia. The next guy is Terrell Pryor. And this has been sneaky. Not much talk about him. But clearly with uh, Josh Doxson trying to find his way there as a young guy that's been banged up. First round pick. James Crowder is more of a slot option. Jordan Reed hurt. Again, I'm trying to figure out how durable he can be. Terrell Pryor stepped into a great situation. Signed a one-year deal. Kind of bet on himself the way Kirk Cousins has the past two years. And... So it kind of makes sense that he's Cousins' go-to guy. We know he had a very big year in Cleveland with a quarterback mess. The consistency of Cousins is going to help Pryor. So I think you look at him right behind Jeffrey might surprise you as a solid wide receiver too. But uh, I think this is starting to make a lot of sense. And uh, the way things are happening in Washington with other receivers, Pryor's value is becoming more evident and straight up there. Now we get into the next tier. We go to New York. Well, we had a guy that moved from one New York to the other. Brandon Marshall. He's number 34 here on the list as a tier 5 at this position. So that puts him right on the cusp of wide receiver 3. A guy that you look for to starting. I think you proceed with caution a little bit, Marshall. There was some buzz more that... uh, Sterling Shepard and went down, but the the injury wasn't as serious as we thought for the Giants' young kind of number two slash number three receiver. I think that's the hard thing to determine is, A, is Marshall going to be targeted as much as we would like with Shepard in the mix? And is he going to get that touchdown mojo back at least? Uh, So those are some uh, things that we're not sure about Marshall. And then there's the age factor as well. So I think this... 
it had been a little bit more aggressive with his ranking before, but uh, I, I just think after the disappointment and really showed his age last year with the Jets that I think he's a very touchdown-dependent guy. He could be one of those players that catches 50 to 60 balls, 800 yards, and like eight touchdowns. So when you look at that, all that, it kind of puts him in that uh, wide receiver three territory, but uh, overall not someone that uh, really is getting a lot of buzz here for an offense that's going to spread the ball around a lot. Now you look at all these wide receivers, and they're usually worth the price of admission wherever they're at. Just the most dynamic position in the game. They're the home run hitters. There's they're the guys that uh, are kind of the best entertainers. And the best way to watch all these guys in action this season is to get your tickets for NFL games through SeatGeek. And SeatGeek is a great site, and it's also an excellent app. And it's very easy to find the best tickets to any game. Whether you're looking for the ultimate bang for your buck, looking for a bargain basement steal on the last minute ticket, or want to splurge and sit in the very best scene in the house, SeatGeek and its app have got you covered. And it doesn't matter if it's an NFL game, NBA game, or big time concert, you're going to find the best deals on SeatGeek. It's very easy to download that SeatGeek app. I have it on my phone. It's very easy to use. With a couple of taps, you can be set and good to go for game or concert night. And I have the greatest news is that if you download that SeatGeek app and use the promo code LONFL, that stands for Lockdown NFL, LONFL, listeners to Lockdown Fantasy Football will get a 20% off special with their first SeatGeek purchase. So that, that's great to hear. That's an, another great motivation to download that SeatGeek app. So SeatGeek, the best, easiest way to find tickets, especially on your iPhone or Android. Now, we talked about Brandon Marshall here as a guy that we've seen produce and be exciting for a long time. Right behind him are two guys that played in Washington that have left the NFC East, uh, Deshaun Jackson at number 35. Now, Jackson, again, one-trick guy. He's going to be more big play dependent. Well, Marshall's TD dependent. Jackson is big play dependent. We know Mike Evans is the clear number one there. And there's going to be Cameron Braid and O.J. Howard. So Jackson is a guy that I'm always south on just because he's boomer bust to me. You're not going to get any kind of consistency. And I think he's a good guy for hire. If you're toggling uh, wide receiver threes, having a kind of a streaming situation. And a lot of players in fantasy football do that because you get end up with three, four, and five. Wide receiver three, four, five. And sometimes six if you're lucky and a good drafter that have similar value and trying to play the matchups every week. Jackson is good for that. But I don't think he's a surefire starter. So 35, I, I see the ranking where it makes sense. But I think there's more action there in Tampa Bay than you think at wide receiver when you throw in the familiarity of Brait and uh, Adam Humphreys and then Evans of course being the, the dominant number one and O.J. Howard maybe seeing a bigger role so that's why Colin Jackson now Pierre Garçon I think this is a great ranking for a PPR in reality I don't know how much you're going to get from Brian Hoyer in terms of uh, the scoring and moving the ball but you know that Garçon is going to be a high volume guy by default there there's not too much behind him. You have 
Jeremy Curley, and Marquise Goodwin. So Garcon is going to eat up some targets here. I think PPR, he's a great, solid wide receiver three. I think in reality, I think he's more borderline wide receiver four. I think some people are just going to completely sleep on him just because he's in an offense that we don't have high expectations for. But he's the number one, and you can't ignore number ones anywhere. And uh, Gar- Garcon's value is going to be interesting to watch, but I think he's a sleeper, especially in a PPR league, even at this uh, pretty relatively high ranking. We go to another Marshall connection, Eric Decker, his former teammate with the Jets. It took him a while to uh, sign, but it's kind of an interesting tier here that uh, we're not sure how to rank all these guys. They're all in the same range. We went Marshall, Jackson, Garcon, 34, 35, 36. Decker's at 37. Now, Decker, you have uh, the Corey Davis factor being the number one receiver. You have Delaney Walker. You got Richard Matthews. So you have a couple of uh, familiar veterans there that uh, Marcus Mariano knows well. Decker's been working as a busy slot guy. I, I think he can cut in a lot to Matthews' value. So I'm not going to say he's going to put up 900 plus yards and nine touchdowns the way the Matthew does Matthews did especially with Matthews still there so Decker I think I think a little bit overrating just because all of a sudden it it's not what you saw in Tennessee the complete receiving mess you still have a uh, Taiwan Taylor there trying to make a impression and uh, Tajay Sharp is hanging around so it very hard to read how this Tennessee pecking order will go except that Corey Davis they want to be the number one after that, uh, it kind of trickles down. So Decker may be a bit overrated just because of his name again and what he's done in the past rather than what he can do now. Jeremy Macklin right there at number 38. So this is the new wide receiver corner in the rankings uh, overall at this position. Macklin, I think he's more appeal than I would say some of these guys, Jackson, Garcon, and Decker. Because you look at this Ravens offense, they don't really have a tight end right now. They don't really have much of a consistent early down running game. Danny Woodhead and Jeremy Macklin look like the most reliable receivers going into the season. I think Mike Wallace is right there with them, but I think Wallace kind of gets displaced because Macklin can do more. He can stretch the field as well as do the work, dirty work in this red zone slot. So Macklin, I think, is going to carve out a big role here pretty quick, and I, I think some of the developments with the Tight end mess continuing to blow up there in Baltimore, all uh, tipping into his favor, and as well as the running game limitations without Kenneth Dixon. So Macklin just has a little bit more appeal. I think maybe he's undervalued versus Marshall Jackson, Garcon, and Decker. In this tier, I might slide him to the top here because we know he's going to be clear kind of number one. And Wallace, as well as he played over his head last year, Macklin is just a better all-around receiver, and I think Joe Flacco is going to see that pretty quickly. Now, we go to our next tier, and uh, not too many picks later on the board. This is a guy I don't really like, but he's there, Kenny Britt, and number 42. I guess for this ranking, he's okay, but we know that Corey Coleman is probably going to be the guy. You have Dave Njoku probably going to carve out a big, this big position there as a rookie, as a first-rounder. Then you have Duke Johnson also in the passing game, and you don't know if it's going to be Deshaun Kaiser. Is it going to be a rookie in there throwing? You don't know if it's going to be Cody Kessler with a lot of dump-offs. Britt had some success, even with the horrible mess 
in uh, Los Angeles last year with the Rams quarterbacks, uh, Jared Goff and Case Keenum. So he seems that he might be a little bit quarterback impervious, but I think he's not pecking order impervious. And you look at uh, Coleman, Najoku, Johnson, these guys are going to probably be busier parts of the passing game. While Britt had to be the default option with Tavon Austin not doing much. So I think the way things look at, uh, Britt is not a guy that I'm really looking to draft. It's really surprising that Corey Coleman is running behind him here in the rankings. I would go for the upside of Coleman here. He's ranked 46 versus Britt at 42. That Coleman and his upside are just a lot more appealing to me. Now, a guy that kind of uh, we can't totally ignore because he's flashed in the past in there in Carolina, found a good role, is that a deep threat is Ted Ginn. And we're getting a little bit deeper. This is like having guys that can, again, when you get to these wide receivers, you're not just looking for backups if something were to happen to your guys. You're looking for guys that could be alternatives if uh, your wide receiver two and three bust or get or have some uh, disappointment because that happens a lot at this position. So you want to have as many options as possible. You want to be able to play the matchups and some, if you want to just go for that stud early and just play the matchups with your uh, wide receiver two, three, four, five every week, that's fine as well. So a guy like Ted Ginn there, in New Orleans, we thought he was in a great situation with Cam Newton in Carolina, but the situation in New Orleans has been very good for him. He's out there consistently starting as the outside guy as Willie Sneed gets in there in the slot. So you have Michael Thomas also working in the slot when he does the big slot. So Ginn has worked himself in there with Sneed and Thomas in a lot of sets. Drew Brees has really taken a liking to him. I think he likes him better than some of these other guys he's had in the past that are pure field stretchers. You look at Robert Meacham. Devery Henderson, to some extent Kenny Stills, but Stills is a better all-around receiver than Ginn. Ginn is uh, kind of into that role, and we know that he was very successful in that home run role in Carolina. So this is a high-volume passing offense in New Orleans. Thomas is a solid wide receiver one. Snead is looking like a wide receiver three, but Ginn can also have some value in a pinch here, and uh, I think you just have to watch him potentially having a bigger role than we expected in the Saints offense. Now we go to our next guy is Robert Woods. And not much to see there for me. I think he's going to get the bulk of like possession targets there with Los Angeles. But you also have to consider you have uh, Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett there as two tight ends that could cut into that type of role as the security blanket. So Woods just not high on. I'd rather wait and uh, draft uh, Cooper Cup the rookie that uh, has been starting in the slot and working there in a bigger role, I think behind Austin, Tavon Austin, who are really not excited about it at all. I think you look at uh, Cup being a guy that I'd rather target than Woods because of the upside. Woods just has a very low floor, and we know that from his days there in Buffalo. Then we get into the guy we just talked about in the Buffalo breakdown show, Anquan Bolden. Yeah, you're going to watch and monitor him here. I think, again, his biggest effect was dragging down Zay Jones. Zay Jones is now 61, Anquan Bolden 71. I think you could easily flip that. So Bolden will have to just monitor, just keep him in mind, because Jones is a rookie, and we know Sammy Watkins, even though he's healthy now, 
there could be some issues with him staying healthy later. We've seen that throughout his career. I think you go down, you're starting to get uh, into a mix of undraftable Michael Floyd, really falling behind there with uh, Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, and Laquan Treadwell. So Floyd, I don't see doing much there for you at all. Kendall Wright is pretty much the slot guy in Chicago. We're getting uh, really deep here in number 84. He's uh, going to have that limited role. Granted, he had some uh, fantasy appeal before in Tennessee. So you can't totally sleep on him because it's just uh, Kevin White there ahead of him uh, between uh, him and uh, Cameron Meredith. But Wright, so far in that passing offense, you're going to go away. And we said we'd uh, round this out with uh, Torrey Smith as we talked earlier about uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Torrey Smith, way down here. I, I just don't see him do, doing more than the occasional deep threat. I think this team is still going to be a dinking and dunking team for the most part. That's why Jeffrey, who can do a lot of everything, is much bigger appeal as a better newcomer in Philadelphia. I think Smith helps just as a presence to uh, draw some attention of defenses so they totally can't sleep on the other side. But I think I hate to use the word decoy, but I think Smith pretty much, that's what he is right now. And uh, he, he's going to pretty much help Jeffrey's value more than anything else. So there you have it. There's all the notable wide receivers, a lot of familiar names that uh, switch teams as veterans this offseason and what we think their fantasy values are and what we know so far from training camp and preseason. Thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe on Audio Boom or iTunes to get this podcast delivered to you each and every uh, time it's up and uh, ready to get you there to dominate your fantasy football season. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, make sure you're checking out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Network, especially the NFL channel as we gear up for training camp. This has been Vinny Iyer. We'll see you next time. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you... Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.